Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Guilty. He's guilty, y'all. Love after Maka. Of love in the first degree. But I don't mind. Mm-mm. Sure don't. As long as you're here with me. A judge and the jury. jury. When they hurt my plea. Yeah. You know they hit me up the river. Straight up fabric, okay? Uh, they put the blame on me. Lock me up, throw away the key. Ooh, ooh, I'm just a prisoner of love. I'm doing time, I'm doing fine. Ooh, ooh, I'm just a prisoner of love. Love after lock up, y'all. Watch it, y'all. Those little Debbie cakes They go everywhere Nothing like a jumpsuit Y'all I'm doing everything I can Not to fangirl Over Best actress in a reality series uh, On Friday nights On WeTV And that is of course Lindsay Downs, the Lindsay Downs of Love After Lockup fame. Let's how are you? Hi, y'all. Do what? I said, Lindsay, how are you? <laughs> Good. You know, um, it's been a crazy season. It's been a wild ride. It has so. been. It's, it's now it's it's funny been dramatic for sure. They say, everybody says, well, she's so active. The, the horrible, I would love to be like, yeah, I just, it's crazy, but the horrible thing is I just have really, like, big reactions. It's just really natural for me. And the fact that everybody thinks it's acty, I'm like, does everybody think I'm like this? Like, no, no, no. Think this about me? I think, I think that's who you are, and I love that about you. <laughs> I have, I'm just, like, a, such a big personality, and I do. I react so just all the time. Well, Lindsay, uh, you are what we like to call a drag queen. <laughs> Maybe you're a woman, but you're a drag like we're drag queens. You're like, like if I see if I see a $5 bill or I see a hurricane coming, I'm going to scream the same way. And that's just yeah. you. You're just a drag queen and you're yeah. just living your drag queen fantasy. You're um, yeah. you we are. We are also Southern. I'm from South Carolina. He's from Oklahoma, which is Southern adjacent. I mean, but- I'm just more kind of <laughs> trashy. We're a country, but, you know. Yeah. I'm going to a funeral or a birthday and my cousin doesn't have a shirt on. That's me. So, you know, it's funny. I've been seeing people are saying that um, the longer I'm on this time, the more my accent's coming out. It's because I've been home for over a year. Yeah. But, you know, I was in in California. They have me locked up in California 
um, at the end of my four year sentence. And so I didn't even felt like I had no accent. Now I'm just like up in the backwoods, down in the holler over yonder. Exactly. I like to say um, that Blaine is from Possum Holler, um, uh, Mississippi. It's a a random city I've made up because (laughs) this is Is my Blaine, Lindsay. Lindsay. It's so thick. You know, Blaine looks at me after the very first time he was on TV. He looks at me and he says, why am I the only person with subtitles? Did she speak like this, honey? It's cause I did too. When I, 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 I love Blaine for his innocence. And I think we love Blaine for some other things too. He's pretty yeah, gorgeous. We're, 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 we're into him. And also yeah, we saw, hot. we saw his new haircut that you made him get. He, you, you cut the Justin Bieber off of him. I did not make him get it. Let me tell you in true Blaine form, he surprised me with it. I had no idea he was even getting a haircut. And he came home and I did like a triple take. Lindsay, you like my haircut? <laughs> <laughs> if it was in the if it was in the dark, you wouldn't even know you you would think it was him. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm so glad he decided to do something different. He has legitimately had this hairstyle his entire life. People <laughs> like it's a come over. And I'm like, no, he has hair. It yeah, is a yeah. southern. It's a very southern thing, though. It's a lot of southern. It's very preppy, southern. Preppy style down here is a yeah. lot of these guys wear long bangs. Yeah, it, yeah. you're right. It's a you're thing. correct. And they it don't. A- they outgrow it, but then they don't realize they need to cut their hair a little. Like it doesn't look cool once you're not 22 anymore. He keeps saying he's like, it's just because it looks like that because it's so thin now. And I was like, yeah, because you're getting older. He's like, no, it wasn't like this before I met you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. So he's uh, saying you're you're making him lose that hair. He said, I have thinned him out. He said, I have thinned his hair out. And that's why his hair does not look as good as it used to. You're like, you're lucky. It's not, that's the less, the least I've done for you, to you. Um, I, I just need to say uh, how our, when we first talked about you on our first season, let's I remember back. thinking, yes. let's go back to Scott. As I always <laughs> say, I know really. Why? Well, I think you made an impression because for me, when you said it's from a book and I just kept saying that over and over because it felt like something that fit in my accent. It's we quote you. Literally, I'll just uh, call him on the phone. I'll be like, what are you doing? And he'll say nothing. And I'll go, it's from a book. We just it's quote from a you book, at, Scott. At randomly, randomly. Nobody believed me when I told him it was from a book. Nobody believed me. I mean, uh, nobody. Yeah. So you I still thought- stand by it today. It was from a book. It's from a book. It was no, you can read the book. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's from a, a book called Beautiful Criminals. Yeah. I just I just love the idea that he's so dumb to think you would write down what you were going to do to him. <laughs> well, the thing is, what killed me is that this book that you know what? Actually, wish it was it's right in here. I mean, I can go get it from my closet. It I has so you. when you're when you are no, not the beautiful criminals, like the the book that he tore it from oh, when oh, you're oh. in prison. You, it's like, you know, you're reading a book and you see something funny in the book, you write it down because it's not, you don't have social media. You can't scroll through and, you know, retweet or repost mm-hmm. or screenshot or right. send, you know, your mom, like, this is funny. You don't have that. So I had just tons and tons and tons of these. I mean, a book legitimately just packed full of funny quotes, song lyrics that I like, you know, the whole thing. Scott went through this whole book oh. and oh. found the page. Did you realize? And- 
made a copy, guys, guys, he made a copy of it. And then when I finally did, he was acting so he was just being weird as shit. Like he was just like being like really quiet and like puffy. And I've always said, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? He pulls this copy out from under his pillow. I'm like, have you been sleeping with that? I remember that scene. Yes, it was. It was like we have said and we and I'll say this, like we have said, we understand when you just what we saw you before. We were like, this woman is a one of the smartest people we've seen on Love After Lockup and B has the potential to run, run the world. Yeah, we should like be in a little and, and you're a little terrifying. I was really yeah. scared of you your first season because then your second season, I realized, oh, that's just her. And that's how she takes on the world. And she's a she's a natural born leader. People follow her. I'm sure in jail you just cleaned up. You just would have everybody around you or some bitch would try to hit you. <laughs> and you it would be the opposite. But you probably did really well in jail. <laughs> I actually, I flourished in prison. Honestly. I would like, imagine. I, I thrived. And, and <laughs> what is that like to go from, you know, to now? I mean, again, this is what's been a good season. Is we've kind of seen like the buildup of all of that stress on you. It takes a toll after a while. And it yeah. we saw you kind of. So to me, if, if you've been watching you for the past seasons, to me, like the blow up, like hitting the garage, that all made sense. Yeah. Because we saw like the arc. But what has it been like for you to go from kind of getting being able to run run a run people in a prison then back to normal life? It's been a really difficult adjustment, honestly. Like you spend so much time in prison and you have this routine and you have the way things that the way things go. You have a tiny life. Your prison, your life in prison is a life. It's just a very tiny version of what you're already used to. And to come out and try to learn to live again out here in the world, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And it's not, I mean, like you go from seeing the same 1500 people a day, every single day to now you have an entire world. Yeah. Whereas I felt every single minute in prison, it feels like time flies out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely flies. And it's just some days it feels like one thing right after the other, especially when I started working nights, I didn't know how to work nights at first. Mm-hmm. The bigger problem is that nobody else knew how to let me work nights at first. Yes. Yes. Because I would get home after working, and next thing I'd hear is, bang, 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 bang. Blaine's going to cook himself something for lunch. Yeah. I'd get home after working, and I'd hear, because he's going to vacuum up the litter under the cat bed right quick, because he kept stepping in it. <laughs> he would come in and say, hey, hey, babe, I'm going to run into town. Do you want anything? It's 1 p.m. That means it's about my 1 a.m. Yeah. What I Do you want somebody to come in there and be like, hey, it's 3 a.m. Don't we run into town. Do you want something? No. <laughs> I I assume he's maybe not the most perceptive individual about sometimes of your wants and needs. (laughs) You may have to tell him things. I would not put Blaine and perceptive in the same sentence. (laughs) But he seems from the show, he seems like a very kind person. And he is. Yeah. And genuine and sweet. Yeah. And a moron sometimes. Like he just does the stupidest things. Like who surprises their significant other with a fucking ankle monitor, guys? You know what? Jake did have an ex who's back in prison now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've dated I've dated him and went to prison before. Jake could have been on Love After Lockup. He could have been on the outside. I could have. I, I, I could have. 
I could have been. Uh, I appreciate that you're drinking a Dr. Pepper. I was going to grab myself the same one, too. Um, I, so I wanted to go ahead. Jay. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to ask, um, uh, did you if you were ever in school? Because I, I would say that, you know, you think of it as a strange thing. People say, oh, she's so acting. I think you're amazingly compelling. Like as someone on on screen, I'm like, did you ever think about being an actress? Did you ever did that ever cross your mind in Mississippi? No, it yeah. never crossed. My, I was not something. I mean, I did some modeling here and there. Yeah. And, you know, I've done some recently, but um, as far as it goes, I had never considered anything because I had never had, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, I'm going to break out of Mississippi and I'm going to go live in da, 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 da. I never really had that mindset mm -hmm. when I was younger. And then it's nothing like being shipped around the country for six years to make you really never want to leave Mississippi again. Yeah. I mean, don't get into it. it. That'd be the worst thing for your sobriety is try to be an actor right now. But that you is were true. So, I mean, even actually both of you, you and Blaine seems like you just both are so compelling and Blaine's such a pretty crier. I know we're obsessed with him, <laughs> but it's going back to, I just want to, you know, we actually, we've met one of your other exes, actually. He surprised us at a live show that we have met Deontay, actually. So yeah, that um, doesn't surprise me because Deontay loves some travel. <laughs> he loves to do and that's why I tell people, I tell people all the time, people are like, it's because you didn't want to be with Deontay because he's broke. I'm like, no, no, no. L let me let me clarify this, guys. Deontay is not broke. Deontay makes like three times the amount of money I make legitimately. Deontay has the poorest money management skills of anybody I've ever met <laughs> in my entire life. If you, if that man makes $1,000 this week, he's spending $2,000 of it. It don't make no sense to me. He has some nice shoes, though. Yes, <laughs> those J's. He does have not, but he said, you know, he said, this was after y'all were broken up, but he said, you know, in on stage and to us backstage, he said, we're like, so really, was that just, did y'all just get together for the show? He's like, no, we legitimately, we were, that was real. We were dating. And so do you cooperate? Do you agree with that statement that like, how did y'all, how did that even happen? You just saw one another and then it just, he reached out or. No, he didn't reach out. I reached out to him. So. I was back in jail by my second episode of Love After Lock. <laughs> okay. I was out of jail for approximately six weeks. I was out now, of custody. You did all that in six weeks. <laughs> well, because you carved, you carved, uh, brilliantly carved in Scott's desk. So, and that stupid fucker. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was back in, I mean, just immediately. And so I had no like concept of what it was like to be on TV. I mean, I had to watch myself, but I was in county jail with approximately like eight other people. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't any, I didn't get any of the social media aspect of it. I didn't get, so I just legitimately wanted to talk to somebody who, who was on the show. Yeah. And I was actually dating a girl at the time. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I was in a relationship when I first talked to Don, Deontay. I was not looking to be in a relationship with anybody because I was already in one. Mm -hmm. And um, I had given her my social medias and stuff like that. And I had seen the next season of Love After Luck with one. I was like, he is really cute. I want to talk to somebody on the show. I want to talk to somebody that's been on the show too. Yeah, I want to like, who knows what I did. Yeah. yeah, because I didn't get, I, I couldn't go watch cast members interviews or, you know, right. anything. So she messaged him from my social media. And the first few times I talked to him, I talked to him maybe twice the first month. And it was just about, he was telling me his experience being on the show from out there, the mm -hmm. stuff that I got to miss. Mm. And I was like, well, what are YouTubers saying? So they, I, I did not understand that YouTubers actually followed. So I didn't know how any of that worked. Mm. So it was all about that. Now, the only other person, so the girl that I was dating, 
actually met her through social media while I was in jail. Um, so <laughs> nobody knew her. She lived in a different state. Right. Uh, my mom had talked to her like a handful of times, but the only person that had ever talked to her besides me was Deontay because they had spoke someone we had first met mm -hmm. or, you know, when I was getting this information. So she ends up relapsing. She had been a year in recovery mm -hmm. and she relapsed. And so I ended the relationship because relapse is contagious. And I knew I was going to do yep, something. Right. I didn't want to call my mom crying because, you know, it's kind of weird, right? So I called the yeah. only other person that had ever spoke to this girl, which was Deontay. And I call him like hysterically crying because I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to have a relationship. Right. Nothing's ever going right for me. You know, I was just, and then I went from calling my mom, my kid and her all the time to calling my mom, my kid and Deontay all the time because mm -hmm. I didn't have, I, I was replacing that. And so me and Deontay legitimately started off as friends. We had, I had no intentions of us being in any sort of relationship mm -hmm. together. And, but when I fell for him, I felt hard. Yeah. Well, felt you felt something. I've seen that OnlyFans. I yeah, don't know how you we've did seen it. The, we've seen now. the OnlyFans. Lord, I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'm a slut. I've been with a lot of men, but and Lord. I still say he doesn't really know what to do with it. He's trying to please you too much. Try to, try to please you too much. Um, I will say that, um, man, there, there, Deontay goes. Goes long. I told you, I told you, because dumb people know how to fuck. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but. That all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds. And they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. <laughs> I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long, but yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get, and they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. 
They looked like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To 
all our queens to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. I want to say, I want to also ask you, um, this is, you, you brought up Miley Grace earlier, um, and we're, we were kind of amazed. She was going through the 13s this, but I'm just, she's, she's, I'm just struck by how beautiful she is and she grew so much. I'm like, was Miley Grace recast? (laughs) We thought it was a different actress. Different actress. people said that. And you know what? I was going through, I was on my Snapchat the other day and it showed me a picture of uh, my kid from like three years ago. And I was like, it really does not look like my child. <laughs> no. It does not look the same. We went, she, it's they, like in, it's like soap operas when they, the role of so, the role of Miley Grace will now be played by this actor. She is so pretty. And the shade she threw at you at that Ooh. paintball thing. Oh, oh. Oh, that's nothing. I get it every day. <laughs> Lord have now, mercy. And your mom, she didn't feel, I loved it that when you called your mom, it reminded me of being back home in Oklahoma. Like when my brother, who was just a hellion, used to call my mom. He had two boys and be like, mama, they're just doing this and da, da, da. And my mom's just going, oh, okay. Oh, like, I feel like you're, I feel like Brenda had no your, sympathy. Your mom you. was still like, been there. yeah, she does that. <laughs> she tends yep. to do that. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, that is exactly what I got. She basically gave me the I deal with this all the time. Welcome to my world feel. <laughs> so wow. because the thing is, mom had called me so many times and said, Miley's attitude, Miley's attitude. Talk to her about this. Talk to her. But honestly, I had not been seeing it. Okay. Right. She didn't do it around me. I had not mm-hmm. been witnessing this, but I wasn't with her every day. Mm-hmm. My mom was. So when mom called me and stuff, I would I don't want to say I would take Miley's side. No, I would take Miley's side. She was calling, I said, well, mom, she's 13. And then she'd call and say that she was often horrible. I'd be like, well, mom, she's only 13. And mom's like, well, which one is it, Lindsay? Is it she's 13 or is it she's only 13? And so <laughs> for me, finally getting a taste of that medicine that she's been dealing with, it was almost like a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I she'll she'll get out of it one day. Um, uh, but <laughs> you're like, please. It could um, be a bit. I, I was I was a real pill. I want to ask um, I want to ask you, is there something about the show or being on the show that you would have never imagined? And do you get recognized in Walmart? <laughs> I get recognized all of the time. It actually really surprised me because, you know, I'm not really famous. OK, I didn't actually do anything Mm-mm. to get this. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't go to school to be an actor. I don't starve myself to be a model. You know, I didn't work myself to death shooting basketballs. I didn't do anything to earn this. Mm -hmm. So it really surprises me when people like want to take pictures and stuff with me. And I think it's so cool. (laughs) So cool. It is. I'm on TV for going to jail. Out of everything in the world (laughs) I could have been famous for. I went to, I got famous for going to jail. We're not on TV, but when we do live shows and people want to take pictures with us, I'm like saying, I'm, you want a picture with me? I just tell right. dick jokes all the time. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I would say though, that you, to see how you develop this resiliency in prison and then we're able to take that and 
use that to commit to your sobriety and to uh, being the mom for your daughter that you always wanted to be and for just trying to make a living and be in the world. I think that's why people relate to you, especially after going through COVID. I think people don't take for granted how hard it is just to pay your bills and eat and make it in the world. And the fact that you had to do that from nothing um, coming out of prison. And, and that's one reason why we love this show is because yes, some people do some, don't get us started on the destinies and the people that do crazy stuff or Sean that has just babies with everybody, bless Sarah's heart. <laughs> but there's also this, the, the people that like Sarah actually, like are the people that are just trying to come from kind of honestly how our prison system is kind of just kind of spits people out there with not really a lot of support yeah. and how people have to do yeah. this on their own. It doesn't rehab people. So I think right. you've done a yeah. lot. And that's what actually, that is, that is my end goal. I want to make some really big changes in the Mississippi's prison system. Um, like right now I'm really active in, uh, we're trying to get the needle exchange passed through legislation mm -hmm. in our state. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just we're, we, in Mississippi, we've got over 18,000 people incarcerated just in the MDOC prison system. Wow. We're spending over $21,000 a year to incarcerate one of those. So one I person. want to, my end goal, yeah, one person, you're paying 21,000, your tax dollars. And people are like, well, I don't have anything to do with the criminal justice system, so I don't care. Do you care that $21,000 of your tax dollars yep. are going to incarcerate an individual? Because yep. we are really heavily relying on prison as a punishment rather than rehabilitation. And I'm going to say, yep. honestly... Yep. Prison did not make me learn my lesson. Y'all, yeah. I did fine in prison. I did great <laughs> prison. I missed That's, my kid. That, that was horrible. But other than that, I read a lot of books. It's the fact that you're a leader and people will just follow you. And I think being a Southern, being a strong Southern woman, especially in the Deep South, um, my mother's this way and a lot of Southern women I know, is you're, you're, the stuff you're made of is a lot stronger than the men. And when clutch times yeah. happen, the women come out a lot stronger. So that's when you might see Blaine saying, well, I can do whatever I need to, to be the man. You're like, I'm so much stronger than you. <laughs> you just, yeah, you don't get it. It drives me crazy because like at this point, I think Blaine was honestly going through some depression after he got his ankle monitor on. Mm -hmm. You know, I really think that's what it was because Blaine was lost. It seemed like he lost all motivation. Like mm -hmm. he went from you know, a nice solid 70 miles per hour to like sitting dead still. And yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was at my breaking point because it wasn't people were like, oh, well, you're having to pay bills. He paid all your bills when you first got home. I don't know where they got in there. We started working a job within three days of getting home. Okay. Mm -hmm. three days. <laughs> now, was I paying house payments? No. But was I cleaning the house? You're damn right. Was yeah. I cooking? Absolutely. Was I buying food? Of course. Like I was pulling my weight. Blaine at this point is not pulling his weight. Okay, yeah. I'm giving Blaine gas money. That's how not pulling his weight things have gotten. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it so interesting? That you can watch the show now and go, "Wow, no wonder I spun out. No wonder I was." I think you. I think I. I could speak this just for me for being someone who's who people have called Type A and perfectionist tendencies. You want you consider it. Yeah, I got to keep going because I got to get there. I got to make things good. I got to make things fast. And you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you. And sometimes when it gets too much, the only thing you can do is literally just spend donuts in a parking lot. And that's yeah. kind of what you did. Yeah, like, and yeah. that's the thing. And honestly, I, I was really kind of frustrated because they have so much content that they have to edit down into these yeah, tiny yeah. little segments. 
So you didn't really get to see the buildup of that day. It wasn't just, you know, what you got to see in those 30 seconds before that. I was, first of all, I was exhausted. I had not been asleep yet. I did not know when I first started working, I did not know how to deal with being awake 24, 32 hours at a time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at it. Now I'm good. I'm great at it. I can legitimately, like right now, you know, I had to wake up early today for this. So I have had legitimately less than four hours of sleep in the last 36 hours. I can function like that now because it's a practice. You have to legitimately yeah. practice. To- you look great there yet. four hours yeah. of sleep, Your girl. face is beat. I got to say, we were saying, girl, you know how to beat that face. Jake even said she should start a line of prison cosmetics after what she you- learned in Brutha Mess. I'm telling you, you could do a YouTube tutorial for women in prison about prison cosmetics. I'll tell you what. I did not know. Okay, so in my previous seasons, apparently was wearing my makeup terribly wrong okay <laughs> i've never okay. noticed and, you, and i used to be a makeup not, artist well reddit noticed okay oh lord reddit reddit oh reddit oh reddit the reddit the put it to bed it that's what i say People, <laughs> i mean there were entire threads on my makeup and i was like what's wrong with me and i finally somebody had actually said what is wrong with her makeup i don't know and somebody else responded to this big long like paragraph like screens of Everything that was wrong with makeup, and I took a screenshot and I got on some YouTube tutorials and I learned how to do my makeup, y'all. Lord have mercy. I, I think though, you know, where you grew up in that part of Mississippi, let's just say women tend to go a little heavy. I grew up in the, the area of South Carolina where I grew up in. Uh, that's what happens. And sometimes you realize, oh, wait, I don't need to paint my face like a clown. Maybe I don't need to do this. Well, the thing is, the way I was wearing my makeup was the fashion in like 2000s when I learned to do my makeup. When you went in prison, yes. And when I look on Facebook now, the girls that I graduated high school with, the majority of them are still wearing their makeup that way too because we live in small town Mississippi and nobody cares. Yeah, Maddie Maddie Olsen says that. You, the way people- never thought anybody would care how I wore my makeup the way women do their makeup a lot of times still is how they when they first learn to do it because that's when you felt the a lot of them felt the prettiest when they're in high school I mean still to this day my Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend from high school but bless her heart she's got other things to worry about um besides being your ex-girlfriend besides being my ex-girlfriend um what so obviously kind of we were planning on asking this came up naturally anyway Connecting and helping support other women seems important to you. Like what advice would you give to women who've had experiences with addiction Get a and support they want to start over support system. Your support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will say, well, you know, you need new people, places and things. That's not a viable option for everybody. Honestly, yeah. it's not. I, I, I really appreciate you said some people cannot get out of where they live, like their, their yeah. location. So it's having one person or maybe two people just that in, in your life. Mine, so I have my mom. I do. I love my mom, but she's not who I'm going to call if I relapse. She's mm-hmm. not. I have a fantastic therapist. A, I have two different therapists. I have one therapist that's specifically for addiction therapy. That is her specialization is addiction therapy. My second one's for mental health therapy because y'all, I'm a wee bit crazy, but I'm highly <laughs> medicated for it, which means I'm fine most of the time. Say. <laughs> and then our third is I have a group therapy so I have a group of ladies that I can reach out to if anything happens. I have a sponsor. I have a group. I have two individual therapists that will answer their phone if I call them anytime, day or night. I have a church that I go to. I have mm-hmm. these support systems. This outside support system has been the most important part of my recovery. That's awesome. I'm so and proud of you. 
but I think, but you're right. You, it's not just, I don't think one or I think, you know, I work, I worked in, uh, my master's was in psychology. So I, I ran a crystal meth recovery group for about a year and a half at the gay and lesbian center. And it is this, it's not just one or two people. It is a team of support that is, that is out there for people. Mm -hmm. And that really is what it takes. Yeah. And it, it will make all the difference in the world when you have that person. Like I called my sponsor on the, the last, um, was it the last episode, but, and a lot of people, and I want to clarify, a lot of people say, you know, they had, she had said, I'm going to let you go. Can I call you back? And a lot of people say, what kind of sponsor says that a sponsor that answers the call while she's at work, walks off and talks to you for 30 minutes. That's the sponsor. Yeah. That does that. yeah. yeah. That's what we, lady was that's what we got too. We got that too. Like very this lady's supportive. at work. She dropped everything because I called crying and she, she knew I needed her for a minute. Right. And, um, never mentioned she was at work. I figured it out days later when I talked to her, I figured out that she was at work that mm. night because it, she, it wasn't about her in that moment. She was, she yeah. was focused all totally completely on me. And it's all you need is one person to call and say, now is not a good time. This is yeah. the breaking point. Just that, um, those encouraging words. We've talked about this on the show before, especially when y'all are in the same season, very different, but kind of, I mean, we really are still scared of her, but we loved your season, but we also love the juxtaposition of you and then Destiny, because that bitch is crazy. But you know what? I, I've, have I've you ever met her talked or talked to her? No, I wish I would have. You know what? After my after her first big season with Sean, I was like, I really want to meet this girl. I did. <laughs> I really want to meet her. Okay. I was like, this girl's fucking She's hilarious. Cool, She's great. Cool, Magoo. And but again, smart. Watched her, watched her this last season. And I'm going, okay, not, not my favorite no more. She, she, she needs, she needs to get sober. Um, yeah, she does. Yeah. That's yeah. the most so important I actually, thing. There, I, there's not any cast that I'm like, don't like them. You know, I don't talk negative about cast because I know we're only seeing a portion of the story. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. um, sometimes there's stuff that I'm like, you know, I, I get frustrated when people won't comment on because they don't know the whole, the entirety of it, but you know what? I don't like destiny. I don't like her. <laughs> fair, Was she fair entertaining enough. to watch? Yeah. She scares the like shit her? out of me personally. So it's a, uh, yeah, she terrifies. Me. Hopefully you now things know. are. Oh, never know what she's going to say. Yeah. Do. Is there uh, anyone that you would still before we go, but is there anyone that you would like to meet or talk with from the show that you haven't yet? I actually would like to hang out with like Sarah. I think Sarah would be fun to hang yeah. out with. Um, and Cam is funny. Oh, Y'all he's, he's a he's star. So funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really funny. funny. He is hilarious. Like, I think I was, I've just recently uh, found his Twitter and I was like laughing, like out loud laughing. He's got a Twitter. Honestly, I, his th that clip from the last episode where he's walking down the stairs saying, oh, my mama, I don't want to be a drug lord. Yeah. And she tells <laughs> yeah. him his flag up and his teeth out. I must have watched oh. that three times. It's so funny. He just goes, so funny. my favorite clip the whole show myself included. it's it's why this show is our the, to us we always say out of 90 day fiance all the other shows we always say love after lockup is the best show on television because it's the perfect combination of these hilarious moments but then also these kind of gut-wrenching tragic yeah. moments of people trying to re to and honestly most people are like you were with like a lot of people i like when we first met you we were like oh she's conning scott she's conning scott and then we've come to find out you're getting Scott conned by Scott you. and his lips. Totally getting conned. Did you know? Okay, fun fact. The picture that Scott sent me when we first started talking was 12 years old. <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right. 
He got uh, his lips done, right? He got his lips done, right? No, it's some sort of allergy and it gets worse when he eats certain foods and stuff that's spicy. And instead of just avoiding those foods, his reaction is to, yeah, just eat them anyway. Keep going. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm oh, fine. Wow. And so it, it's funny when he eats anything spicy or like certain foods like red food diet, it gets so big. It's like a sausage. <laughs> um, I have one more question for you or more comment. Matt, respect for bringing your cats in the car because you you were are even the people on our Facebook group says she's a good cat mom. She's taking those cats places. <laughs> you know, I had so many people say that she does not have her cats in a cat carrier. That is so unhealthy for them. That is so y'all. My cats are my babies. Okay, they do not like cat carriers. <laughs> I had to actually. I can't even have it out because they get very anxious when they see it. They don't mm -hmm. like them. So we don't they do think they're going carriers. to the vet. That's what they think. I mean, yeah, very possibly. They don't like cat carriers. We don't do cat carriers. I just got rid of them. There's no sense in having them. They don't like them. This so, is the country. You just put a pop them in your car. Yeah, that's just, what we yeah, do. just pop them in your car. Yeah. So these are my cats. My, my animals are my babies. I have two dogs, two cats, and a ferret. Okay. I really like animals. <laughs> I really like my fur babies. Um, hopefully my ferret is you'll get some screen time one day <laughs> yay um That's anyway great. Lindsay, this was so exciting to talk That's great. to we you we could talk to you all day we know uh, time, but... anyway uh thank you for talking to us i can't wait to see what's next for you i wish you i and, and i say this sincerely normally when i say i wish you all the best it means fuck off but i really do wish you all the best <laughs> we do we are stands we are stands. i'm a fan and if you ever yes. decide you want to be an actress one day and you're in a production of crimes of the heart or something at a local <laughs> mississippi uh playhouse let me know because i will see it and if okay. blank is ever questioning his sexuality and wants to try out with someone let us know yes let a hoe yes. know you will be the first i call <laughs> hey to drop the I'll, tea i want to go and see if that's something i want to do sorry uh, i need subtitles he needs subtitles thank you Lindsay. thanks guys bye 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 Lock me up, throw away the key. Ooh, ooh, I'm just a prisoner of love. I'm doing time, I'm doing fine. Ooh, ooh, I'm just a prisoner of Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.